Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deeper. Today on the show, Spotify's global head of growth moves to crypto.com. We have some infrastructure bill updates and headlines today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. We have a packed show today. Packed, 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 packed. So let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11.11 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin's in the number one spot at $45,384. Down almost a percent in 24, but up almost 20 in 7. Ethereum, $3,140, up 0.4%. Tether's in the number three spot. Binance Coin, $371, up 5% in 24. And Cardano's in the number five spot at $1.56, up 6% in 24. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Dogecoin, USDC, Polkadot, and Uniswap. Total market cap at $1.85 trillion in a BTC dominance of 45.9% and an F dominance of 19.8%. In our main conversation today, I talked to Henrik Johansson, who is the executive vice president of growth for Crypto.com, moving over from Spotify. And we're going to talk about how he plans to grow Crypto.com. Henrik, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very good. So you used to work at Spotify as global head of user growth, and now you're at Crypto.com as the executive vice president of growth. Look, that is a big switch. We all love Spotify. I have Spotify. Listen to my podcast and my music on Spotify, nothing else. And now you're going to join a crypto company. Why the move? It's a good question. And thank you for asking. Uh, I think there's a couple of things that inspired me to, to make this change. Uh, one is really about the uh, adoption curve, uh, which is actually one of the reasons why I joined Spotify originally eight years ago. You look at how fast certain technologies are adopted and how fast they spread across the globe. And you look at the impact that it's having on people's lives in a positive way and so on. Uh, cryptocurrency, the blockchain technology obviously is being adopted very, very rapidly right now. And I think it's uh, actually a privilege to get a chance to play a role in that development. So that's why I decided to make this switch right now. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to, to being a part of that journey together with Crypto.com. Now, that's very interesting. Eight years ago, Spotify was a different company. Like, it, it, honestly, it was it was a totally different company. What did you attribute this growth in Spotify to in that eight-year journey? I think it's a combination of different things um, without going into too much detail. Uh, one very important factor, obviously, is the user experience. It's just a phenomenal experience to be able to listen to any music you want, uh, any podcast you want uh, at any time, really. And that's uh, something that's hard to beat uh, with other technologies. So that's been very important. Another thing I think that sort of continues to evolve as, as the field of growth continues to evolve is this interplay of product and marketing and growth strategies. That's something that uh, Spotify obviously uh, has taken very seriously and continues to take very seriously and something that uh, I uh, will be bringing with me to crypto.com as well. 
So what do you see uh, Crypto.com in eight years? Look, I know that you've only been with the company for a week, uh, but to bring somebody like you over to Crypto.com to a crypt- the crypto space, one, it one validates the crypto space as to the talent that's coming into the crypto space. Um, also, to bring somebody from a, a very successful company that grew rapidly, and, and I mean rapidly, and now is the place to listen to music and listen to podcasts, in my opinion. Um, what do you think that you're you would like to see accomplished from crypto.com in your tenure there? So one of the reasons I joined crypto.com specifically as a company is because it is a company that uh, is playing very nicely with uh, obviously the, the within the confines of the regulatory landscape in all of the markets that are launched or the products that are launched and so on. And I think for a technology like this to really take off, uh, it kind of has to grow within those confines a little bit while also challenging them at the same time. That's really important. Uh, and for us to achieve some of our very ambitious growth targets. We can't just sort of acquire users to, to crypto.com as a, as a service. I think uh, we are also uh, sort of part of a shared responsibility to grow the adoption of this technology. Uh, maybe I should say these technologies really uh, over time so that uh, the growth engines that kind of pulls in users and thereby changes the landscape and then continues to pull in users really start turning. So. That's uh, one of the important roles that I see a company like Crypto.com playing is uh, really in sort of growing this industry overall and obviously uh, hopefully capturing a very large portion of that growth as well. What do you like about crypto? Why, why, why crypto? I mean, I would assume moving from Spotify, you could have went to any company or if it was a startup and you just wanted to you know, try your chops at growing another company. Why, but why crypto? So you look at different technologies, right? Uh, and the kind of... Um, power they have to to drive a positive impact in people's lives. Uh, Music for me, one of the reasons I joined Spotify uh, is one of the sort of core fundamental uh, human needs that that people have. Uh, The more music you have access to, the more ideas you have access to, it kind of changes the way you think and it spreads culture and so on. So spreading it around the world is is a good thing and more access is a good thing. Uh, I look at cryptocurrency and, and the blockchain technology sort of in the same way in the sense that it's a, it's a fundamental piece of technology that changes our attitudes and the way we handle things like our own personal finances, how we think about our identity, how we build trust in, in digital landscapes. And that in and of itself is, is also very fundamental and something that uh, if there's an opportunity to play a role in growing that and, and changing that landscape, then it's an opportunity that's very, very hard to turn down, I would say. Last question I have for you is, uh, you said changing the landscape. Look, the landscape is has a lot of moving parts there. Look, we see in the United States right now that the um, infrastructure bill is putting different wording into uh, you know, what a crypto broker is and trying to define the crypto space, uh, I would say kind of haphazardly and a little hastily. Um, how does that those different regulations from global governments going to impact or impact the growth of crypto.com and how much, I guess, are you going to be involved with those processes? Hmm. So first of all, I think it's uh, kind of natural for any uh, incumbent to be a little bit concerned uh, when a very powerful uh, new technology comes around. And there's going to be probably a lot of uh, discussions, a lot of uh, ideas, and many attempts to figure out what is the best way to, to create a rule set around this uh, that is uh, you know, the best for both sides of, of the marketplace or whatever it could be. Crypto.com has a very good relationship with regulatory bodies uh, overall across the world and you know, we'll continue to build those. Uh, I don't expect it to have a massive impact uh, on our growth. We'll figure out good ways to kind of work within that landscape. Uh, I also think uh, this is totally my personal opinion, but uh, I also think that regulations and uh, 
uh, the kind of rules of the game uh, will continue to change as well as this technology evolves and as it uh, becomes more broadly adopted. So wherever we stand today is uh, by no means the end of, of the journey. It's probably just the beginning of it. And uh, I think uh, I'm not too concerned about it uh, personally. I think uh, it's going to be very, very interesting actually to see how all of this evolves and how this thinking evolves as well. Henry Johansson, Executive Vice President of Growth at Crypto.com. Thanks for coming on the show and introducing yourself and good luck on your new role, in your new role. And I hope to see you in about six months and tell me how everything's going. Thank you. Moving into today's headlines. If you missed it, yesterday on the Senate floor, Senator Ted Cruz made a rousing speech talking about the brokerage amendment in the infrastructure bill and how it's going to stifle innovation in America if it's included. Here it is. The senator from Texas. Mr. President, unfortunately, we just saw the senator from Vermont object to a compromise solution negotiated by Senator Toomey and Senator Lummis that would have mitigated some of the harm from the devastating new regulations on cryptocurrency in this so-called infrastructure bill. Because the senator from Vermont raised that objection, the status quo right now is these new regulations are going into effect and billions of dollars of value are going to be destroyed. Right now today, about 106 million people are using cryptocurrencies around the world, according to at least one recent report. The average annual income in the United States for a blockchain developer is $136,000. That represents a steady career, a good income for someone to own a home, to raise a family, to live, live a good and comfortable life. And Texas is helping lead the way. Texas is taking the lead this past year as a major hub for cryptocurrency businesses and is even being hailed as the cryptocurrency capital. But all of this is under threat. Regulatory uncertainty is the number one barrier to blockchain adoption, according to 48% of respondents in a recent report. And they're right to be worried. The current bill widens the definition of broker. Those who would have to collect information on cryptocurrency cons consumers and report this information to the IRS. It would force every single participant in the cryptocurrency structure to operate as a financial institution which would mean they would have to provide consumer information to the IRS even if they don't have access to that information. This overly broad definition of the word broker will block rapid innovation in cryptocurrencies and it will endanger the privacy of many Americans in cryptocurrencies. This is wrong. So I applaud my colleagues for trying to find an incremental approach, unfortunately, because the senator from Vermont objected, that incremental approach hasn't been adopted. So let's exercise a brief, shining moment of common sense. And let's recognize, if we've gathered all 100 senators in this chamber, and ask them to stand up and articulate two sentences defining what in the hell a cryptocurrency is, that you would not get greater than five who could answer that question. Given that reality, 
The barest exercise of prudence would say we shouldn't regulate something we don't yet understand. We should actually take the time to try to understand it. We should hold some hearings. We should consider the consequences. We shouldn't destroy people's lives and livelihoods from complete ignorance. My amendment's very simple. It doesn't add anything new to this bill. It just strikes these provisions. It says, look, let's not do this till we know what we're talking about. Let's be cautious. Let's be reasonable. Let's not be the number one economic developer for the Communist Party of China by sending cryptocurrencies overseas to our competitors because we've made it impossible for them to succeed here. On Tuesday, Venmo announced a cash back to crypto feature that will let its credit card users ask for spending rewards to be paid out in one of the four cryptocurrencies that the platform supports which is Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, or Litecoin. The company said this in quote, Purchases made from their Venmo account using the auto-purchase feature with cash back to crypto will not have any transaction fees associated with the purchase, with the cryptocurrency conversion spread built into each monthly transaction. We have a hack. We have a hell of a hack. The multi-chain interoperability protocol Poly Network fell victim to an exploit today, resulting in the loss of roughly $600 million dollars worth of various cryptocurrencies yowzers and what do you say when you lose 600 million dollars worth of cryptocurrencies they here's what they say we are sorry to announce yes you are sorry to announce that poly network was attacked on binance smart chain ethereum and zero x polygon we call on all miners of affected blockchains and crypto exchanges to blacklist tokens coming from these above addresses it's instances like this that fuel the hasty regulations that's coming out of Washington. The uh, the sheer need for speed to make some kind of regulations because we see these hacks. Uh, I mean, this is over half a billion dollars. It's, 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 it's absurd. And so how do we protect consumers? Obviously, we need to take time to learn the industry and do things right. But I can see why people are like, we got to get this done now because people are just losing their shirts. And this is absolutely unacceptable. And finally, Hester Pierce has again scolded her own agency, the SEC, this time for its latest charges against cryptocurrency exchange Poloniex. Hester said this, and quote, Given how slow you've been in determining how regulated entities can interact with crypto, the market participants may understandably be surprised as he has come into the crypto scene with our enforcement guns blazing and argue that Poloniex was not registered or operating under exemption as it should have been. Basically, she's saying, that we haven't done anything in terms of regulations or frameworks for these companies. They're coming in trying to spearhead this industry, trying to create something new, trying to innovate. And now all of a sudden, for one reason or the other, we're coming in with a sledgehammer saying, you should have did this, you shouldn't have done this, and you didn't do this right. And now finding you for, for it, even though we didn't give you the framework or the guidelines of, and the rules to follow. So, now the purpose of this, the reason of them coming in right now, obviously, is because the crypto space is hot. It's almost $2 trillion dollars. $2 trillion. This is a big business right now, and now everybody wants a little piece of the pie. Instead, we need to have a regulatory framework, a guideline to make sure that this industry continues to grow. Let's not just take the low-hanging fruit. Let's make sure this industry grows not just to a $2 trillion industry, but a $10, $20, 30000000000000 trillion industry. And we do that by frameworks, regulations, and allowing the innovators to innovate. It's leadership. Leaders lead. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.